we are going to hack through it. I'm pretty pumped. We got some cool stuff to talk about tonight. So That's right. I'm pretty excited here. We'll, and I'm we'll ex- kill the penalty and we'll get back to full strength <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually extra, extra excited because I have been, if you've listened to our episodes, any of our past episodes, and I shouldn't say any, but almost any, because uh, I talk about games from Matt Ugg all the time yes, you do. Um, on the podcast. I definitely have highlighted uh, some of their games, even on like our holiday episode where I featured like some of my favorite games that I played over the course of the year. Yeah. And uh, they actually teamed up with another developer that we're pretty big fans of dev dwarf yes sir um who actually typically works with uh lumoth who we as a composer we had lumoth on the podcast a long time ago they kind of team up together and uh they have a company or dev program or whatever their developer called noisy bug and then uh connor grail and matt ugg typically work together and now connor grail matt i'm this is getting way too confusing here (laughs) hold on to me now i'm i i got it i i got to into that let me let me start that over i'm sorry no and no worries man hey everybody welcome to pursuing pixels my name's kevin portelli and i'm here tonight with randall nolary hello and that's all you're going to get from us this week, folks. Mm-hmm. It's just the two of us. Uh, we're running shorthanded and the, probably the most shorthanded we've been in a while. I think that's it's right. been a, quite a while since we've had just a twofer yeah. episode, a little duo. But uh, I'm pretty excited. We've got a pretty nice slate of uh, niche games here oh, tonight yeah. to talk about for the most part. So hell yeah. Um, stay tuned for some some games maybe off the beaten path that might have might not have been on your radar until today. That's what we or do. maybe they were. But uh, but yeah, I'm extra excited because one of the games we're going to talk about and the game we're going to talk about first is a game called Self, mm-hmm. uh, all caps, by the way. And this is a game from Matt Ugg, who is a, a designer that I've really, really gushed about on the podcast a number of times. I've been trying to get Randall or John or any of these guys to play some of these games with me or try them out. And uh, finally, with this newest release uh, and I. That not only is this from Matt Ugg, and then they, he usually works with uh, Connor Grail, who right. does the the music and the sound uh, design for the games, but they also teamed up uh, for this particular game with another one of our favorite designers, Dev Dwarf. Yes, sir. Uh, who worked on a uh, Leanthus that we talked about uh, a while ago on the podcast. We actually interviewed the composer that worked on Leanthus a while back. So yes, it's kind of this cool little like homogenous indie community that get together and work on game jam games, and I think. That's what uh, Self was originally conceived as, and it sounds like they were just like, hey, this is pretty cool, and we're not quite done yet, and we want to make a few more levels, so let's just not worry about pushing it out for the game jam, and let's spend a little more time on this. Which, how cool is that? Like, they they felt that secure in what they had going on here. Like, you know what? Forget the game jam. Like, that was our spark plug, but, like, we have something here, and we don't have to just submit it for that because we know we got something here. Yeah. And it's like we still were able to use like whatever. I don't I can't even think off the top of my head of what the like theme of the game jam was. But like, yeah, they were able to use that as like like you said, like a springboard for like the inspiration and like those limitations being placed on you of like. You know, sometimes the theme will be like no power or no uh, or one room or something. So you got to figure out, OK, I got to make this whole game in one room or at least incorporate that theme in some way. And it right. It might you might spawn an idea that you would have never come up with without that restriction. So absolutely. Like I said, I don't know exactly what the uh, theme of this game jam was, but as far as the gameplay goes, um, it's kind of a pretty straightforward 2D platformer. 
um, you know, side scrolling, kind of single room challenges for the most part. For the There's most a little part. bit of scrolling here yeah. and there. Um, but you know, it's it's pretty bite sized. It's I I was able to play through the game in a little under ten minutes in my first run. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long your first run took, Randall. Was it roughly the same or uh, probably closer to fifteen? Um, but I also took the time to like. At first, I was playing just keyboard controls, but then I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got that 360 controller, that wired 360 controller. Let me break that guy back out and wipe the dust off and plug it into yeah. my iMac and see if it would recognize it. And to its credit, like in the browser, it super did. And then I'm like, oh, I'm I'm very much into this once that got working like that was yeah. that was the key for me. Yeah. And it's it's a really cool. So basically, again, you're you're controlling this little like 2D platformer self. Yep. You know, that's walking around and then you have this like soul or ghost kind of I'm assuming it's like your soul. Let me read um, to it you just, the, the short pitch that's on. Yeah. Their, yeah. On their itchy Lay it on page. Who are you? Self is a short game about a lost soul. Recover the fragments of yourself. Be touched by the higher being. So you are you are the lost soul recovering those fragments and yeah you can do so either you, you can jump as this little creature that's you know scrolling back and forth you know 2d like kevin said mostly single screen but you have this core mechanic where this kind of red soul spirit kind of balloon kind of inflates out of you that you can kind of control in a direction left or right to kind of propel yourself you know, outwards to gather uh, the the lost fragments, essentially. Yeah, you level. almost like you can almost like your character will follow the path of like the line that you draw with yes. the soul. And then we'll kind of when you get to the end, it kind of launches you so you can kind of like launch yourself upwards, almost like a double jump or yeah. to get a little extra height or throw yourself like a little bit off to the right to you know, clear a large gap or something. Yeah. It's um, a really cool gameplay element. I like, and I caught, especially once I had the 360 controller plugged in, I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, I get this. Like I'm, you need a controller. This. You need a controller. I agree. Like that made it so much more fun. And like, I'm trying to think like, what was it like the spirit control, the soul control kind of reminded me of something. And, and I was racking my brain for a couple of days. Like, I know I'm going to be talking about this. What does this remind me of? And in a good way, it kind of reminded me uh, control wise. It was kind of similar to like the disc golf mechanic in like a uh, golf story or like where okay. you kind of control left or right that way. But it, I don't mean to say that disparagingly because I know some people didn't like that. I feel like you have. Oh, I thought the disc golf was fun in Golf yeah. Story. What I, I remember too. Once you least. got used yeah. to how that controlled and like you realize yeah. it's just kind of that left, right, you know, that's kind of how it is based on the perspective of your character or kind of like curving a shot in wind jammers is kind of the same way. And like I felt that same feeling of control here in a really good way where I could make kind of like snap control decisions on like the way I wanted to go and send that spirit up. And you can either like let go of it earlier when you're holding the button down. So you're like spirit balloon is kind of like curving in whatever direction you, you point it and then let go and it'll like kind of pop out, you know, like spring out from that in that direction. Um, if you yeah. let go of it early or like it kind of has its own built in timer where like you hold it to a certain point, it's going to burst and kind of shoot your character off. And man, you can do a lot with just that core mechanic. Oh, yeah, because they start adding in like those extra. They're almost like 
upside down like crescent moons or something yep. but they, they essentially give you like a double jump yeah. or, or if you collect that while you're in the air yep. like celeste style like yep. collecting the gems so you can do the extra dash so they do start chaining in things like as you you know you're climbing up like a vertical shaft that you have to keep kind of like launching yourself into those moons to recollect your jump like there will be yep. a, maybe a platform or two that you can land on in like for some safety and like yep. regroup for a sec but you can make a mistake too and fall all the way back down, which is really, really cool. Yeah, but they don't punish you for said mistakes. You just start over at that, like that screen, essentially. Right. Right. You know, which is always I love that modern touch and and many games, honestly. Like, let's do away with the concept of lives. That's like not that doesn't impact the fun either way here. Like, yeah, it wouldn't have or it wouldn't it certainly wouldn't have been any more fun if we had to keep starting from the beginning of the game every right. time and trying to get all the way through. Right. Although I've been hanging out in Dev Dwarf's uh, Discord lately and people are going nuts speed running this game. Oh, sure. Like, they're coming in under two minutes <laughs> on the speed run challenge. I'm like, Jesus, do you guys have anything? This game just came out today. That's awesome. Like when I was like, maybe it was the day before when I was in there, but I was like, geez, this game just came like there's no way you i mean it is a small game but like you already have this memorized and like such second nature that you're you know you're beating even matt ugg's best time of the game and he's he's got some pretty he's got some speed running chops i'll say yeah that i get it though because it just feels good to play like i even you know i completed i'm like oh that you know i completed that in 15 minutes how cool is that i basically did that on like a work break and then i'm like you know what let me i still have this controller plugged in let me play through a handful of levels again just because like now, by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I really understand what they're doing with this soul mechanic. And then it just yeah. feels good to just utilize it when you're in full control. So I know they're aiming to to make a full experience out of this if they can raise some revenue. And I'm I'm definitely a fan of this concept. So I hope that they do. Yeah. And did you did you happen to mess around with the endless mode at all? I did not yet. Not yet. It's it's interesting because at first I was like, well, I wonder what this is going to be. Is it going to be like procedurally generated levels or what's the deal? But it's yeah. actually I think it changes over time. I haven't gotten that great of a score, but you're actually you start in just like a single room that just has like one little platform that you can start on. But if you land on it again, it disappears like or you'll just break right through it. Sure. And they're just five like kind of set up like when you roll the roll like a die or roll a dice and there's like the five dots on the dice. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of what that pattern is, but. There's essentially five of those crescent moons in that single room oh boy. that re-give you your double jump. Oh boy. And it's it's just about getting as high of a combo as you can get without touching the ground again and just getting as high of a score. And I, I just like Dev Dwarf was saying, like, oh, it gets pretty crazy after 50. So I don't know <laughs> if things change. Cause for the most part, like it just you just have to kind of it's all about timing, because like those those little like recharges or those those little moons that recharge your soul mechanic, like they take a second to respawn. They take qu- right. well, quite more than a second. So like right. you really have to time when you're launching yourself and where you're launching oh, yourself yeah. and the order that you're grabbing those in to get your combo up. Oh yeah. Like I think my best combo was like 14 or 15 um but people were like on the new on new grounds it actually keeps track like there's like leaderboards and stuff which is crazy but like somebody had like an 87 combo (laughs) it's just like i don't think i'm gonna hang although dev dwarf did throw down the 100 challenge he's like i'd like to see you go for 100 and i was like all right all right wow just had to lay down the challenge so i might give it a try at some point but it's another cool like just added mode to be like oh if you like again if you really like the mechanics it's a cool like fun way to kind of like i get hooked into those high score chasing oh yeah me too i should i didn't realize that's what it was i should check that out that's cool 
Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just going to be like, oh, is it just going to like maybe loop the game or something or, you know, I don't know. All right. So we can probably stop gushing about self at this point, although we, I could keep gushing about self yes, forever. Sir. And I'm, I'm sure we'll be talking about more Matt Ugg games in the future because there's there's more that I've played that I still haven't talked about on the podcast and more that you need to play for sure. Randall, like it just the, the guy's nice. a puzzle platformer, action platformer, arcade platformer genius. Like I just I love his game so much. So, yeah, definitely check them out and you can play them all right in your browser. Love it. Yeah, and Dev Dwarf too. I don't want to sell. Oh yeah, <laughs> sell him short. But they, I would just say that these games, or this game in particular, is more reminiscent of the games of Matts that I've played as opposed to Dev Dwarf's be of their like solo output. I okay. Guess. Um, but yeah, before real quick before we move on, uh, I did want to mention I kind of forgot when John and I were talking Pico Eight games a while ago. There's actually another fantasy console called the Tick Eighty, the T I C Eighty. Um, I think it's like stands for tiny computer or something like that is what the TIC is for. Okay. Um, but it's very similar. I think the only difference is it's like totally freeware, like the whole console. Like it, I think Pico eight's like a $15 purchase. Yeah. Like to have like the platform to develop for where this is like a totally free freeware or whatever. Oh, I didn't realize um, that was the difference. Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm not, I'm, I'm, I could be misspeaking, but we'll put links in the episode description yeah. to like the tick 80 site and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I ended up finding this game called fetch quest when I was, I think I was just looking for something else, but the only other game I've ever checked out from the tick 80 is MURAM, which I know we did talk about oh, on the yeah. podcast a while ago. That was one of the first games from the itchio bundle yep. uh, for racial justice and equality that we brought up. And that game is still in development and is still looking awesome. I'm super pumped for that game. And then when I stumbled across fetch quest, quest i was like oh tick 80 oh yeah that, that was what emuram and it's got a very similar like it's, it's very similar to pico 8 too it's got that 8-bit style but i think the resolution is a little bit bigger like you can do okay. widescreen instead of full screen or at least okay. it doesn't have to be like a square uh, yeah. resolution i'm not positive but it's still got that more like pc like almost like Com- again it's more modern than commodore 64 but it's like it's got more of that pc look to the graphics than yeah than than nintendo 8-bit if i more if that makes sense yeah like a like a ms dos type of thing yeah that's that's a better it. way to put it yeah. is yeah like the ms dos era yeah but anyways it's like this was like a short kind of obstacle course maze platformer not too different from self in the sense that it just like get to the end of the game uh but the game just kind of opens up and you're playing has like a little opening cutscene that you actually control you're you're in control of a little pup a little dog nice and uh you're playing fetch with your your buddy your boy this boy and he throws the ball a few times and then the third time you go grab it you bring it back and the boy's gone you just see the backpack sitting there and then all of a sudden you have to you're trying to bring the ball back to the boy and you're just like got to get to the end of the level but you have to carry the ball with you at all times like while you're wall jumping and going through all the platforming and (laughs) stuff and then the the only other mechanic other than jumping and wall jumping and stuff is that you can bark. But when you bark, you drop the ball. But sometimes you have to bark <laughs> to do like some minor puzzle solving. Nice. Um, but you have to again, you have to keep carrying this ball with you at all times. And this is a game that really kind of focuses around speed running to the point where like if the ball gets stuck in a certain spot, you can like hold down a button combo that will bring the ball back to you. But you get oh, a three okay. minute penalty for using that tool okay and then there's like there's like speed running modes there's also a double jump mode for like to if you want to play it a little bit easier like it doesn't it's not necessarily like a totally like infinite jump or something but it's like oh, okay now you can double jump it's going to make all the platforming quite a bit easier throughout the game right um, but there's just like some really cool like little puzzle platforming and it's like the ball 
like everything else just controls like a normal puzzle platformer or like an arcade platformer but the ball is like really bouncy and physicsy okay. and they'll be like as you're climbing up this tower and getting higher up you're, and you don't start out in a tower but you're kind of like at some points you're climbing up yeah and then there'll be like little grates that you can walk over them but the ball will fall through those grates <laughs> but you'll have to like bark and like you, there's like these little like demon things or I don't know that look like wizards or something I don't mm-hmm. know but you bark at them and they like move a little bit and then you can jump on their heads and <laughs> there's no combat really but again if you bark and you have you drop the ball when you bark and then if it's there were a couple times where it just kept like it started like bouncing down and it can it can go down multiple screens like just keep going <laughs> I thankfully didn't have any like terrible like oh my god I gotta do that all over again yeah. but like it's it's a really cool. It was really charming. I'm not going to spoil the ending, but it had like a really the, the ending kind of hit home a little bit. Aww. I wasn't expecting for a game that took like 25 minutes or so to play through. Oh, that's I nice. was kind of like, man, that that was that was something I didn't expect that. So, yeah, um, I just wanted to give that game a shout out because I thought it was just so charming and really polished and one that I, I, I just love these little platformers. I probably will keep it on my you know computer and have it at the ready to just kind of play whenever I'm not going to go for top speed run times or anything yeah. but just for my own fun you know it's yeah. just a fun game to play through so yeah i definitely need to check out fetch quest i'm i'm definitely getting hooked into those little bite size experiences like that just self-contained under half an hour has just more and more appeal to me so yeah just get straight to the point in and out and yeah i know I love it's it. awesome yeah and i love these uh, retro inspired experiences uh um, yeah I will mention that I've still been playing Paprium. Uh, actually, thankfully, thanks to Analog, uh, they've made that retro experience a lot easier for me to play because they updated the system, which is a cool thing they can do with systems like the Mega SG, which plays the Genesis games. Nice. It, and that's like a firmware update, Yes. Right? They nice. released a firmware update with a bunch of fixes and updates, but one of them in particular was making Paprium run correctly, which I really appreciate Analog for because... You know, Paprium, <laughs> Paprium doesn't even work on some like actual official Genesis uh, <laughs> models, so I don't fault Analog for that whatsoever. And but I appreciate them uh, for releasing an update so quickly to to make it run. But yeah, now like all the font and UI stuff in Paprium's not garbled. I can actually read like, oh, this is my character's name and like their hit points and stuff. It's not just all like, you know jaggy you know garbled font and like at the end of the levels i can see what is being counted up for my scores and stuff so that's right, added right. a bit to the fun you know yeah and you're still enjoying it for the most part like i am yeah plan on seeing it, it through and everything yeah it's it's a long game so i still haven't beaten it so i'm still gonna keep playing it you know with those arcade sticks which are awesome um that's still my yeah. favorite part of that package is those grand stick threes that that came with it but uh yeah I'm still going to play some more Paprium. Definitely more interested in continuing to play Paprium now that I can actually read what the hell is going on. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that helps the cause just a little. Yeah. Although, well, I'll give them credit, like even without like knowing what anything says. And maybe this is also because I've just played other, you know, foreign release games without problem before, you know, a lot of Japanese releases like yeah. being able to read this stuff never really impacted too much of my enjoyment, you know, of Paprium either. It's the, the core beat up gameplay and presentation is still quite good. So, um, although a lot of, a lot of light strobing effects in that one, like <laughs> be careful if you, you know, yeah, 
I feel um, like that's just more and more these days. Like every every game I boot up is like epilepsy warning. Yeah, like watch yeah. out, watch out. And it's like I I, I get it. I love yeah. the flashy lights and everything. It's it's eye catching, especially when you're like scrolling on Twitter or whatever, and there's like a GIF for a game, and it, it'll, they'll always catch my eye. But yeah. it's like I don't know that I want to play that for multiple hours of like it, yeah. you know strobe on the eyeballs. Even even without the yeah. condition, it's kind of a lot on the eyeballs that way. Right, right. Uh, it's tight. It can be exhausting. It can, yeah. My eyeballs have to stare at monitors all day anyway. Let's, you know, let's go easy on those guys. You know, I only yeah. got two of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, more retro, because that's always what I'm into. So yes. uh, thanks to Kevin, um, you were actually playing some Fire and Ice before uh, on the NES online service. Yeah, which is the first addition to the switch games like available on the via online service or whatever in quite a while i feel yeah it has been a while um i'm trying to think like i think when they added donkey kong country 3 was like the last update yeah. uh, maybe there was something in between but it's it just feels like it's been a, a good six months or so it has been we're no yeah. longer in the uh the glory days of the yeah. the Wii releases that way in the virtual console, or <laughs> <laughs> we're long yeah. past that now. Not even close. Uh, not even close. Although these are at least all included with your your just Nintendo online fee, so you know. Yeah. Take the good with the bad, especially because Fire and Ice is an extremely expensive game. If you're going to try and buy a cartridge, you're talking about like at least a hundred dollars, if not pretty easily more than that. So to get it on this service, to be able to actually play for the first time is, is really nice for both of us. Cause we're pretty big NES aficionados. Yeah. That was always like kind of one of the, the few, like that was like little Samson yeah. and fire and ice were like the two games that looked really cool that yep. I knew I was probably never going to have the cartridge <laughs> in my collection. So yep. it felt really cool that they added this one being like, oh, I've always wanted to check this one out. Me too. So this is a Tecmo developed. Came out in 92, which is pretty late in the uh, whole NES schedule. Um, but yeah. you can tell, like, the graphics are nice. They're, like, colorful and really pleasant to look at, and they really do a good job communicating. This is ultimately, like, a mostly single-screen, like, logic puzzler, essentially. But the yeah. graphics do a wonderful job communicating what your options are to, you know, available to you at any given screen and like what you could or couldn't do. And kind of, um, just like, uh, uh, God, why can't my brain work? The game with the rabbit, the logic puzzle game. What's come on now. We talked about oh, it, man. I'm th I've, the first thing that came to mind was bugs, Bunny's crazy, <laughs> Castle, but I know that's not what you're thinking of. No, I still haven't played any of those games. Actually, <laughs> they're not bad. I mean, they're, they're just like puzzle solving. Like they're not that different. Although less emphasis on the platforming. Yeah. What's the name of that game, Kevin? Which with the rabbit? Yeah. The game we talked about, uh, like the number one logic puzzler came out on like every console like two years ago. Toki Tori? No, where you push around the blocks and they make different things happen with the gameplay. Oh, Baba is you. Boom. Baba is you. Baba yes. is you. <laughs> Which I just mentioned like two weeks ago on the podcast when I was talking about Overflow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. 
So that, 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 that was a tangent just to get to Baba as you, but <laughs> yeah, I don't even, what, what were you even bringing that up for? Uh, just that it was like another logic puzzler. I think that was the extent of that, that like allowed you to just see on screen, you know, here's what my potential options are where similar to Baba as you, I'm looking at a fire and ice screen. And before I like even move my character too much, especially as I got into like I'm 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 in world four, so I played. Oh, through. you're further than me. I got I'm in world three. Yeah, that's pretty good still. Um, yeah, like it you, gets tough pretty quick. Yeah, it gets like oh, like you have to like think kind of outside the box for this being a pretty you know this is a long time ago this game came out, but there's some really clever things they're doing with these you know level design for for yeah, and, logic and, puzzle. And you're not like again, it, it they are like these single screen like arcade levels essentially, yeah. but they're not. The gameplay is not arcadey at all. Like, I don't think you're on a time limit. You're, no. You kind of seem like you're more on like a grid a little bit where you're kind of moving like tile by tile. Besides with the, the boss, character, the boss battles, you you quasi you essentially have a time limit because the screen, the screen, at least in my experience with the levels I played, scrolls vertically. So like you, yeah, you, yeah, you got to move a little bit more frantically on those boss levels, but that's only at the end of world. So there's only a handful of those. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the cool thing, too, is you can I think there's nine worlds and you can actually just go and play any level from any world yes. at any time whenever you want. So yeah. like it is especially for a game that is put like th- these logic puzzles where you might get stumped on a level here and yep. there. Like it is kind of nice to be able to just and I think Baba's you had a little bit of that, too. Not yep. anywhere you want, but you, it definitely let you skip around a little, which is, yep. I think, ideal for this type of game. Oh, yes. You're um, like, I'm beating my head against the wall on this and I just can't like figure it out with my brain. So I just need to look at a different you know, opportunity yeah. and come yeah. back and some, to this. And maybe that other one will like help you jog, yep. you know, you'll, you'll figure out how to do something like, Oh, that's what I needed to do on that last one. Like, cause you do kind of learn certain things of like, Oh, this is how, cause you can essentially, you can just like use your little magic wand. And this game is technically a sequel to Solomon's key yeah. yep. on the NES. And like you technically, I think it's pretty similar character, similar mechanics yeah. for the most part, but you're like, you're just trying to put out all the flames on each level for yep. the most part. And you can like, create an ice block like d- diagonally below you yes. or you can make it disappear yep. and that's pr- or you, and then you can kick them to the left or to the right until they hit like a wall yeah then otherwise like if you're up against a single block wall or ice block if you push against it you essentially like jump up onto it like right so you don't have a jump block. button but you can like yeah you can climb up like one ledge at a time right and then the other mechanic that is kind of cool, and I back to the graphics too. I just I love the animations in this game, like the way the character moves around. Like the first thing that blew me away was like, and again, where you can really tell that it's a later NES game, yep. is like when sometimes you'll have like when you put two ice blocks next to each other, they like fuse together and yep. will form like a longer block. Yep. And like you'll eventually, uh, if they're connected to the walls, they'll stay kind of they won't be affected by gravity, but then like you'll disconnect them from the walls and it'll fall. But like your character will kind of hold it with one hand, like above their head and like shimmy underneath it, like really like crunched and like ducking. Like it's just so cute, but there's like so much like expression to that animation. Like it's just, I don't know. I just, I really like all the little attention to detail and like little stuff like that. Yeah. The presentation caught me 
pretty early on. I'm like, oh yes. Like, yeah, like you said, you can tell this is a later NES game and like made with love. And man, I love that stuff so much. And this is one of those, like to the point where I'm like, how much is this going on eBay? Like I would love to own a cartridge <laughs> of this, but like, oh yes, it's very expensive. That's right. Yeah. It's still a pretty penny. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, but it's, it's love to have it on here. And like, I definitely took advantage of like the rewind features not that it matters oh, that much. Oh, yeah, because, but just to save some time, yeah. Yeah, just to save some time, like, oh, I dropped down, but there's, because I can't make an ice block, because it has to be below me, and there's nothing below me, I need to restart, um, which, right. to be fair, this game really doesn't punish you that way. There Again, there's no lives, and you pause, and you just restart the level, and, you know, it is what it is, and that's totally fine, too, which I love that, too. Like, what a cool thing in especially in this area, in this era of the rental game and they want to punish you, they don't want to see you complete the whole thing. Like, you know, it being this accessible is, is not usual for 19. Yeah. The fact that you could maybe beat the first five worlds, yeah. rent it one time and then, okay, maybe, maybe you won't be able to beat the game per se, but you could right. be like, okay, I'll, let me see all the other levels and play through them. And I know I harp on this a lot when we talk about like more of these kind of puzzle games that are that are single player, but they kind of can be played co-op. Like, I don't know if you had the experience of playing this with Tina on the couch or anything, but like I love playing these types of games. And I mention it pretty much any time this type of game comes up, but where it's the gameplay is slow enough where like somebody else who's not in control can be like, hey, try this. And like, obviously, that can be super annoying if you're not trying to have someone (laughs) backseat game with you. (laughs) Like if you're trying to solve the puzzles yourself, you're like, hey, come on, I was trying to figure that out. But like if you're going in with that intention of like, hey, let's let's play this game and just kind of hang out and solve some puzzles like i i love that experience too. Of like even if i'm not the one holding the controller like it, it's really yep. cool sometimes so it's I, I, it's honestly easier to solve the puzzles if you're not the one holding the controller yeah because you can kind of separate yourself from the character yep. a little bit whereas when you're in direct control of the character you're just kind of thinking like what can i do in relation to my avatar on the screen yep whereas like yeah when you're looking at the whole screen it's like yeah it's a little different but yeah, I, I, I think I, I would definitely recommend people if you if you have uh, a switch in the online service, I would definitely recommend checking out Fire and Ice. I think it's a really good value add for the service. And I think it's a really fun game in its own right, even today uh, to play for those reasons. And yeah, it, Tina was on the couch next to me. And, and that's exactly what happened just naturally. She's like, what if you try this or that like on this level? And like, oh yeah, yeah. sometimes that works or gave me a different approach to think of to solve a given level. And yeah, if I didn't, if I really couldn't solve a level, let's pick the next level. It's not a big deal. Yeah. So yeah. like really enjoyed my time with it. Like got pretty addicted to it. Still think I might same here. It. Same here. And I got my brother's been playing it a lot too. He's liking it even more than me. Like he told me this is in his top five games, period. Oh, I, I nice. think he meant maybe he maybe he meant NES, but uh he was like, This is top five all time. I'm hooked. And he's nice. I think he's about where you are. He said he was like, just beat the fourth boss. Nice. And yeah, I don't know, like like I get I feed off that, like if we're all chipping away at a game, like Oh yeah. Just like we were talking about with Enter the Gungeon not too long ago, like being able to be like, hey, DJ, hey, Glenn, how far are you? Like, I love having that like back and forth. So it's yeah, having that like if we keep chipping away at Fire and Ice, that'll definitely keep me plugging away at it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a better experience than I had with the Immortal, which I think was one of the last oh my games God. they released. I fired NES that service. up, yeah, and was like, "What is going on?" So yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna kind of pull these games out that are a little bit, 
out of left field. Yeah. And, you know, for you and I, we were aware being especially because yeah. it was such a rare cartridge. Yep. But like if they are going to not be releasing like the the heavy hitters, which they've already released a ton of those to yeah. be fair. Yeah. But, you know, when they are pulling kind of these random because the Super Nintendo games they released, I don't even remember what they were. I was like, I never heard of any of these. But right. Like prehistoric dude or something. <laughs> I don't know. But. Uh, I know we were also going to briefly mention, too, because uh, one of the things you can do, and I don't remember exactly how to go through this process, but I'll find a, I'll find a little video or a little link to where it kind of walks you through the steps and put it in the episode description. Yeah. But you can also, if you have the NES online service, if you go through the steps of making a Japanese Nintendo Switch account, yep. you can actually go on and download the Famicom and Super Famicom. Yep versions of the online service as well and unfortunately it is all in japanese so if you can't read japanese like randall and i you're kind of out of luck but again thankfully most of these games are for the most you're probably about 80 percent the same games that are yeah on the u.s service but at the same or the north america service but at the same time there's quite a few you know probably five to ten games that are not available in oh north at america. least like yeah and I, different and offerings on those apps at least the ui is like even though it's in Japanese, is all like the same button prompts that it would be yeah. in English. So once like you've kind of gotten used to the environment, it's it's not so bad that way, at least. Exactly, especially in the main like oh, like the UI menu of yep. like where you're in the over like you're on the Famicom. Okay, I know I got to hit ZL and ZR yep. to go to the main menu. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So Konami's ping pong. Kevin, yes. this is another game that you pointed to me, and like I'm like, oh yeah, because I I had refreshed my Switch. I had when the when the new version of the Switch, it's not even I don't even know if I could say fully new version, but yeah, when, it's it, been- <laughs> when they refreshed the Switch model, where they're like, oh, this one's got a better battery, but maybe a slightly worse screen. I'm like, you know what? No, I I kind of want that just because the battery aspect is important to me to actually play portably once in a while. Yeah. Um, so I did that, but that also meant that like it start from scratch, have to re-download everything, have to reassociate all your accounts. And I had created a Japanese account, but I never bothered re, you know, attaching it to the new switch until Kevin poked me about Konami's ping pong. And I'm like, all right, fine, let me go back and figure out what email I use and yada yada. And I did. And I'm so glad I did. Um Konami's ping pong is good. Yes. We're, we're going to have to try playing this online because oh, I was go. curious what you think about it. Although I'm sure it's going to be really hard to be the person who's on the far side of the uh, table. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, this game is awesome. It's yeah. really unique, I feel. Yeah, it feels good. Like at first, and, and I'll say there is a learning curve. Oh, uh, yeah. I felt oh, like, yeah. man, am I just terrible at this? Like, like I understand. Like I can't even hit pong. the serve. I can't even make contact on my own <laughs> serve. Like, I was no. whiffing hard yeah, for a little while. Because And again, it, because there's no, like, instructions you can read or anything, no. there isn't, like, a good... I did end up looking, like, up a wiki page for just seeing, okay, how do you do... Because the, the way the controls work, are you actually... Like, the face buttons are, are essentially just, like, one button that you can either... You're, your hand you just kind of have a floating hand there like at the table that kind of moves side to side and follows the ball sort of on its own yeah yeah and then and then you can hit one of the face buttons either one i believe and it will flip your hand to like a backhand right and you kind of hold that down and then you you use the d-pad for your different types of strokes so like the left on the d-pad is more of like a just like a top spin kind of regular forehand yep or i guess it could be a backhand too but then if you hit up that's more of like a slam yeah and then you can hit right and that's more of like a, a slice or like kind of a slower 
chop. Yeah. And like once I looked up what those all were. Yeah. And like now I know what they are. And it like kind of tells you like, oh, if somebody lobs one, that's when you got to try to slam it. And like once you get in the rhythm. Yeah. Like the sound effects kind of let you know, oh, they kind of like hack this one. It's a lot. It's and that's yep, when it, you can really slam that motherfucker right back in their face. Yep, it's like that float that floater is coming right to me and like yep. it's it's just I don't know what it is about it cuz it's a really simple game. You can tell it's probably an earlier NES game. I could be wrong there. It is like, from the 80s. So actually, this this is a Famicom Disk System release, which is like Really? extraordinary and like yeah. even that much more likely that we would have never played this. Um mm-hmm. Just because, like, and this is the first time, well, so even before, it, this came out on Virtual Console on Wii and Wii U, but only in Japan and PAL tor- territory, so, like, never came okay. to the U.S., and I I have a lot of retro stuff, but I never have gotten a hold of a Famicom disk system. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I know what one looks like off the top of my head. I do, but, man, they are finicky, and I just didn't want the hassle <laughs> of, yeah. of, like, 1980s uh technology using you know analog tape stuff but um, yeah <laughs> but yeah it's on famicom disc system and they they brought it to the service so really cool to play it and you know no load times or anything and uh yeah once i got the learning curve down at first i'm like okay i just want to score a point against the computer that was my goal too i was like <laughs> let me just i lost like three games in a row yeah. with zero to 11 yes. or whatever i was like just let me get a freaking point yes and then from there, it's like, okay, let's see how many points I can get in a round. And I'm like, Did okay, we? I kind of get the control now. And I realize I'm not going to be able to like freely move my hand with a paddle back and forth necessarily. So like give that part of it up, you know, treat this more like, uh, like the Wii Sports tennis that way. Right? Yeah. You that's know? a great way to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you have like a lot of control on when you strike and when you strike determines if it goes left or right. And it's like, feels really good that way. Actually. Like you have a lot of control once you understand what's going on. Like, yeah. Once you get the hang of like the, the visual like angle that you're kind of seeing things from it, the physics feel pretty legit. They do. Especially for that era. Yeah. You, you feel the like top spin yes. and you feel the kind of slice you yes. feel like the slowdown of the pace and you feel the ball kind of coming higher off the table even though there's no even though it's totally flat 2d you yeah know? yeah it's it's pretty impressive that way and like to the point where okay then i can build on my skills build on my skills like now it's like okay this isn't this is not an embarrassing loss anymore okay right oh my God, I actually won a round. And then like, oh my God, I actually won a match. Like, let me move on to like (laughs) level two computer and see if I can actually stay competitive, which like I started getting my ass kicked again. But you know, that's so fun. We basically had the same exact experience (laughs) with this game. The only difference is I don't think I've actually won a full match yet, but I definitely did the, let me just get a point. Okay. Let me see how many points I can get. I I had the same exact (laughs) feeling of that. And yeah, playing on level one, of course. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know the NES era is a different type of difficulty. Yes. Like nowadays I would start right in the middle. I'd start right on five. Oh my God. Here we're starting on one. Absolutely. Yeah, because you know yeah. the difficulty's already <laughs> above the board as it is. Yeah, yeah, because I mean they, they can just re- they know what they're doing. You know, they can react to the with those types of games. It's like the computer is just programmed to yep. return your shot pretty yep. much. You know, yeah, and they so. do on level two even with your like 
your your slam shots back at them they'll they'll like return it like at least half the time i'm like oh okay all right and and like you said i I, we should probably just harp or like kind of drive that point home the timing of your stroke is like it plays a huge Huge. factor of like the angle and then again being being able to swap between backhand and forehand and then timing is like really the whole core mechanics and then your your few different strokes that you have but like to the point like where you said you like, just feel like you have so much control it feels really tactile yes. considering that you just have like a, a dismembered hand floating in front of a ping pong table yeah it feels very like tactile yeah from a game that came out originally in 85 and ported to famicom disc system in 87 like crazy and like yeah to the point where once i got used to the controls and knew what i was doing I was hitting shots where it like just barely hits the side of the table and goes out, which is a point for you. Like I could do that on purpose once in a while. Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Like, so yeah, I'm definitely into it. And yeah, to be able to play that online is, is pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of, honestly, I hadn't even thought about playing two players. And actually now that I think about it, I don't even know for sure if there is two players, but well, I, I feel like there is. Cause I thought when yeah, I was reading no, about the, at least, you know, you look in here. Uh, yeah, it looks like two players available. Yeah. Yeah. When I because I feel like when I was reading about the different shot types, I thought I saw something that said something about, yeah, if you're on the far side of the table, it's way harder to control, which is that goes for any game yeah. like that. You know, yeah. anytime you're playing a soccer game and you're you're coming <laughs> towards the screen and yep. not away from the screen, like, you, you know, which way you want to play. Yep. You know, definitely. Yeah. But yep. yeah, it's it's pretty pretty cool, and and again, just a nice little like kind of hidden bonus gem that you can if you you know if you go through the small couple extra steps to get the Famicom stuff on your Switch, a really cool. Even if you just put it up, I'm sure I've said this before, but just fire it up to like look at all the box art oh, for yeah. the Famicom games. Like, they're oh so, yeah, so so cool. That was the first like, thing I said when I reinstalled it. I'm like, man. The Japanese box art on Famicom and Super Famicom is so much better. It's like it's so, so good. much better. Every game is better. Yeah. There's not one that I've seen where I'm like, oh, I think I prefer the North American box art. <laughs> not one. Not one. I yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't fight that. <laughs> I'm sure there's some there's some toss ups, some coin yeah. tosses, but there's definitely not any that I'd say like, oh, that's way better. Yeah, no. They're just more cartoony and colorful in most cases, which yep. is just more my. More yeah. my bag. Kirby's smiling more often in the Japanese releases. That's nice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's pink. Yeah. In the original Game Boy uh, games in North America, they made Kirby white. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, they, at least on just, the very first one. Yeah. They mimicked the black and white, which was kind of a weird choice that way. Yeah. Very that's bizarre. Right. That is very weird. bizarre. Yeah. Maybe pink wasn't wasn't cool enough for us North American boys. <laughs> you know, we, we can, they're not going to get any any boys playing Kirby. <laughs> uh, I was absolutely a boy playing Kirby and I had. A oh, yeah. Time. Kirby's some of the best, man. Yeah. Some of the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think uh, before we wrap things up tonight, we can go into a little slightly less niche category. We've been going uh, <laughs> digging into some niche stuff with, uh, you know, when you let Randall and I run wild, you yeah, know, we're going to just happens. dig into it. But uh, but yeah, we've been, we've been, you know, we're always hyping up Game Pass, too, on the podcast yeah. um, and how, you know, just a few weeks ago we were talking about Cyber Shadow. That was one that we were able to play like day it came out or I, I don't know that I fired it up that day, but like, hey, this brand new game just came out and oh, it's on Game Pass yeah. and like they, they really do do a great job of supporting the indie games. I, I shouldn't say that because I don't know how much they pay them, but like yeah. they do a great job of getting indie games out there more. They and sure hopefully, do. 
hopefully it's paying off for the developers because there's so many like I was just thinking like we were talking about uh, a few other games. We were talking about Cardo the other oh, day yeah. and I was like, God, I still I never talked about Scourgebringer. I yeah. never talked about Goner 2. I never talked about West of Dead. Killer Queen Black just released Renegades. on there. Yeah, Killer Queen Black. Hopefully that'll yeah. boost up the online community. I know yeah. we've mentioned that a few times. So yeah, yeah, like just so much cool stuff and constantly being updated like few yep. times a month there's like a, a good chunk of games added but yeah I, I real quick i feel we both have been or i've been playing some cardo and i think you said tina was playing yeah. some cardo yep. while you were kind of hanging out and checking out the game as well which is yet another one you can kind of you know backseat play as well oh, I totally would say. it's a pretty casual top-down adventure uh puzzle game i guess you know with it's totally non-violent to the best yeah. of my knowledge it's got a really great like kind of watercolor painterly style watercolor might not be quite the right but it's almost like or like construction paper like i don't know it just looks really like handcrafted yeah and it does it's 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 very charming it's very pretty it's very laid back and yeah even even without the like logic aspects it's just fun you know to be the co-pilot just like absorbing it you know on the screen it's just it's it's a nice cute fun atmosphere of, of a game and it, yeah like you said non-violent just takes it really easy you know yeah um, and it's got just like the really soft like kind of music where it's almost like it's it's not just chimes but it almost has that feel where it's just like the wind chimes are just yep. you know pleasantly clanging in the background and like you just get some little like the sound design is really great all yeah. your little foot you know pitter pattering on the ground it just like i, I love like the attention to detail in this game is really great, even down to like the opening cutscene, which I love so much. It's just like a few quick yeah. like storybook comic panels that have no dialogue. There is dialogue in the game, but no dialogue in this opening cutscene. Right. And it just kind of gets you right into the action. Like no BS. Even the tutorial is like kind of just like, hey, you're in the game and here's the one thing you need to know. And that's pretty much it. And you just yep. start playing. Yep. And the one thing that you need to know is that it's basically your, uh, you know, it's like a top down exploration game and then yep. you can essentially the the map is broken up into like a grid and then each grid of the map is like a, a tile piece or a puzzle piece that you can once you collect more of them throughout the world as you explore and solve more puzzles you can actually move those around wherever you like and and connect them and the only kind of caveat is that like you have to connect like types of land exactly. or water to to like types so like if they're, they'll as you get further into the game they'll be like oh here's a little kind of like drier area you can kind of tell like these are the plains maybe and like here's a forest and here's a, a river and here you just have to make sure like the sides that are touching each other are are matched up so they're not like puzzle pieces that have like uh, shapes cut into them but you just have to make sure the two sides match i guess right and you'll get you like puzzles them. to solve like uh, I want to go visit my uncle on the east side of the forest or something. And then it's up to you to go into the the kind of map mode and take the tiles that you've gathered so far to rearrange them with those constraints that, you know, like tiles uh, terrain wise need to be touching each other to kind of flip your whole map around, essentially your whole playing ground to achieve that goal of like, okay, how can I set this up where like there's land uh, on the east side that's past the forest and once you do that successfully then you know your uncle's house will pop up and then you can go visit that and then by doing so you know you'll get a couple other tile pieces um to you know 
continue propelling it forward. And yeah, it's just a really fun laid back experience that way. It's good. Yeah. And one of the things that is going to probably keep me plugging away at this one, although I haven't gone back in a little while, it's been a, been a little bit since I played last, but like mm-hmm. I, at first I was kind of thinking like, oh, it's going to be this huge game. Well, maybe, you know, maybe not huge, but one big game, one big map yeah. that you're kind of interconnecting and throughout the whole game and building upon. But mm. so far it seems like I've kind of traveled on to like, I think I've made it to like a third Island and each Island kind of has like, it's, own set of tiles and puzzles to solve and then you kind of venture on to the next area yeah. but it's not like I it, when I started up I was kind of thinking like oh am I gonna have to like keep all this stuff in my head and keep it fresh like make sure I'm kind of remembering how I had the map set up right last. but it seems like you can kind of divide it up into chunks that's nice. a little bit easier which is again that was probably the one reason I hadn't started it up before that because it really caught my eye but I was just like oh, I don't know if I'm ready for like a 20 hour adventure again I have no idea how long the game is but right you know, I don't know if I have that like commitment in me right now, but the way it's kind of structured so far, at least it's really, really nice. And I am kind of inv- engaged in the story and stuff. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. They it's say minimal, five but to it's seven cool. hours. So that's yeah, that doesn't Perfect. seem too bad. That sounds like our style. I know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, especially if they keep adding stuff to Game Pass, like we we're saying, you know, if they just keep bringing stuff nonstop. Um, I know. Is there is there anything else on Game Pass that you've been like? eyeing up and wanting to play or man you mentioned the falconer and i'm like oh so i downloaded it but i haven't started it yet so is it I, falconer or falconeer i keep calling it falconeer ooh, i think it is falconeer yes the falconeer I, yes yeah i, I couldn't remember because now i was like i think because th- i'm sure there's a game called the falconer too no, falconeer <laughs> sounds a lot better than falconer yes yeah yeah i played just a <laughs> smidge of that but we should i would be super curious because i know that was like more of like a uh, an xbox series x kind of oh, yeah, console baby. release so i'd yeah. be curious to see how that one because it it looks really nice on the xbox one even so i'd really nice. be curious to we, we should dig into that one in the future because it's kind of like an aerial combat yeah yeah, it's it's really cool. We should we should definitely dig into that one. And I definitely want to sync up on Sea of Thieves because they've continued Rare continues to just consistently support that release and made it into this whole full out fully fledged experience that you know has been around for most of the Xbox One's life. You know, yeah, that was pretty early now. on. Yeah. So. And, you know, you keep hearing about stuff like No Man's Sky that kind of had a flop yeah. launch and keeps getting updated and gets all this praise. But you oh, don't yeah. really hear that about Sea of Thieves, Not the where same way. I feel like it maybe had a similar trajectory yeah. where it came out. And it's like, oh, a little bit left, you know, left people wanting a little bit. But now it sounds like, hey, this they, they got a whole experience here. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely got to sync because that's online only, too. So, yeah, we definitely got to sync up on that one. It's a rare game. I love rare stuff. So why not? Yeah. 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 I I just want to real quick give a shout out to Star Renegades just because I don't know if we're going to get to it on the podcast at any point. Although I want to if anyone ever if we sync up on it or if I get sucked into it again. But it's just it's kind of it's its own game. So I don't want to sell it short. But if if you enjoyed games like Into the Breach and mm-hmm. or Slay the Spire, and I know that's high praise. Yeah, but it really combines a lot of elements from both of those games in the sense of like the turn order and knowing what's happening and being able to kind of negate damage. But at yeah. the same time, it's like a deck building card sort of turn based. Like it's not deck building, but it just has some of those Slay the Spire. Yeah. Combat mechanics where you're like stacking abilities and it's if you like elements of those games and if you also like 
sci-fi cyberpunk oh, yeah. kind of rpg not even cyberpunk really but just kind of sci-fi yeah you know rpg stuff it's it's a really cool game there's even like some relationship mechan building mechanics mm-hmm. between like on your individual runs it is a roguelike so it's like but but the runs are a little deeper like it's like they're gonna take you it's more like bad north style where it's like there might a run is like maybe a couple hours i would guess i've okay. never beaten it so i have no idea but it's like definitely one where you're probably not gonna beat it in one sitting yeah um it's not like fine. XCOM style where it's like you know permadeath 40 hour campaign but i don't yeah. want that so no. this is this is kind of perfect no i'm um, into that and i'm into the run base and man the sprite art i'm i'm into oh that yeah i didn't yeah, I, sh- I can't believe i didn't mention that because oh, it is phenomenal and there's a few beautiful. different kind of views like you kind of like the overworld is like this kind of top down like really really zoomed out perspective that yeah is cool looking and eye-catching and it kind of has this 3d look to it sort of yeah but then when you get into like the when you get into a battle like into like the slay the spire type it's like that same kind of view angle mm-hmm. but it's got this like yeah this slightly isometric like 3d view and yeah like they're like these giant mechs with just a ton of detail yeah all the yeah it's just it's so great it's got a really great like fast forward mechanic too where you can kind of once you pick your moves and stuff you can fast forward oh. through them and it even does like kind of like a vhs like rewind or <laughs> fast forward effect like it kind of statics up the nice. screen a little bit it's really cool it's like the presentation's top notch and again like I don't want to oversell the game by comparing it to those two games, Slay the Spire and Into the Breach, but yeah. I don't think I'm like way off base by saying that it compares to those two games. Nice. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a huge sci-fi fan of that element. One, so. That's nice. Yeah. 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 Man, I'm there's so it. many of these we got to dig into deeper. So, man, let me know if there's ever any of these you want to dig into, because, man, I got to play more Scourgebringer, too. That yeah. game is awesome. I honestly got even more hooked into that than I did Hades. And they were I was kind of playing both both right around the same time. So, man, has similar kind of combat, at least really fast pace. So there's no excuse if you got the Game Pass subscription, that's for sure. Get in there. Yeah. And definitely oh. check out some of the indie stuff. You know, don't go right to the Gears of Wars right. and the Halos and whatever. Play those two if that's your bag. But yeah. definitely check out the indie stuff as well, because they are cranking them out on there. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, if you're uh, if you're feeling good there, though, Randall, I think we can probably call it a week there. Yeah. Nice. Well, sure. uh, next week, hopefully we'll have John back with us. But uh, if not, you might be stuck with the two of us again. But uh, <laughs> either way, you're in More good hands. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll play ping pong all day. But yeah, either way, you'll be in good hands. But we'll be back next week. And as always, you can find us on the Internet. Nice and easy way is Linktree slash Pursuing Pixels. But we're on Twitter, Instagram. We got a nice growing Discord community. Yeah. It's even a little more organized now. So you can yeah. find the conversation threads you want to you know jump into and whatnot. Thank and, you, Kevin. You know, shoot us shoot us an email. Let us know some games we should check out. And yeah, otherwise, uh, we'll catch you next week. And until then, take care. Bye-bye. I can't tell if you're trying to keep rolling off of that or if I should restart this. It's up to you. Let me me just restart. I just feel like an idiot. I'm just going to start even just from the top. That's fine. I I did like a weird hay thing anyway, so I can... I I, still have no fucking idea. Like, you... You did the hey, everybody. I'm like, son of a bitch. I say hey, everybody. I got to say something different. And I've never found my identity since. Like I said, it. I've never, <laughs> what, whatever you say, it never catches me off guard where I think like, <laughs> what, what? Or that was weird. Or I that was kind of like, awkward. Or, hmm? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs>
Like I've never, yeah, I've never once had to be like, oh, let me shift where <laughs> what Randall said so that that doesn't sound weird or whatever. It always sounds natural to me. Yeah, so. I, I try to sound natural. <laughs>